0: Hello and welcome back to our daily devotional podcast. Today we continue with Acts chapter 25 and we'll read from verse 13 to 22. Acts chapter 25 verse 13 to 22. Let us pray. Father, we ask that you will continue to bring your truths to us, but not just your truths to to satisfy our minds, that as you teach us, Lord, you teach us to let go of things that hold us, that we may learn to release our anger, our frustrations, our hatred to you, that you may come and heal us. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Festus consults King Agrippa. A few days later, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived at Caesarea to pay their respects to Festus. Since they were spending many days there, Festus discussed Paul's case with the king. He said, There is a man here whom Felix left as a prisoner. When I went to Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews brought charges against him and asked that he be condemned. I told them that it is not the Roman custom to hand over anyone before they have faced accusers, and have had an opportunity to defend themselves against the charges. When they came here with me, I did not delay the case, but convened the court the next day and ordered the man to be brought in. When his accusers got up to speak, they did not charge him with any of the crimes I had expected. Instead, they had some points of dispute with him about their own religion, about a dead man called named Jesus, whom Paul claimed was alive. I was at loss as to how to investigate such matters, so I asked if he would be willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial there on these charges. But when Paul made his appeal to be held over for the emperor's decision, I ordered him held until I could send him to Caesar. Then the said to Festus, I would like to hear this man myself. He replied, Tomorrow you will hear him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I wonder if by now you're pretty tired of listening to readings of poor Paul's trials, the saga of him facing trial after trial since moving back to Jerusalem. And it's really very, very trying. Imagine Paul first accused by a group of evil Jews who weren't even in Jerusalem. They came from all over Asia and they'd come to to make accusations against him. He was to be, and they asked that he be condemned. But as Festus rightly put it, that it did not involve anything that deserved death. It was just a group of false witnesses, evil people who wanted it. But then things got even worse. There was the corrupt governor, Felix, who had the power to release Paul, and yet he all he wanted was a bribe and to please the Jews. And instead of releasing Paul, then he just left Paul in prison, as Festus said. There's a man whom Felix left as a prisoner. And then Festus took over from Felix. And when Festus took over, chief priests and the elders came to him and asked that he be condemned. Now it's right. In a sense, Festus' reporting to King Agrippa was a little accurate and yet very inaccurate. It was very inaccurate because as he talked about Paul and how he... um, made his appeal to the emperor and how Festus was actually willing to let him go um, to Jerusalem and stand trial there. The reality was that Festus was not interested in sending Paul to Jerusalem to stand trial. He knew that the Jews wanted his blood. And the reason he decided, he asked Paul whether he wanted to go to Jerusalem was not so that there could be a proper fair trial, but rather that he would hand Paul into the hands of the Jews. Festus was not an evil governor, he was not a corrupt governor, but he was a very weak governor. He had succumbed to the demands of the Jews and in his mind he thought, well, maybe it's just good to just let the Jews have their way, even when he knew that Paul was innocent and he could have released Paul. If he had released Paul right there in Caesarea, Paul would not have needed to ask to see to, to bring his case to Caesar. Instead to please the Jews, Festus told asked Paul if he was willing to stand trial in Jerusalem. Such complicity, such cowardice, evil people, false witnesses, malicious people wanting. Someone did. For something that was not a serious crime. Corrupt leaders who could have set Paul free, like, like what Felix could have done, but refused because they wanted something out of the deal. Weak leaders, like Festus, able to exert the power to do that which was right, but failing to do so because they were too so afraid. Life is full of such people. When we get to work, we face these circumstances all the time. A weak leader who may be nice, a nice guy, but unable to do anything to help you, even when you are, when you need it and there is justice to your cause. Corrupt leaders who know what is right and what is wrong, but who would rather take a bribe or to please someone else, or who would be willing to hide the truth so that they could, get, they could get an advantage, or so they could avoid trouble. Malicious rivals who want just your blood. I'm sure some of you are going through this now. And I'm sure also that some of you have gone through this and have felt the sting of it. The sting is sometimes not just that Things are not done well or that you get into trouble. Often you ask yourself, how much time have I wasted? How much time had Paul wasted? He was going to Jerusalem. He was a missionary. He had dreams of reaching the world for Christ, but there he was stuck in jail. One governor, one weak governor after another, long delays between the change of governors, repeating his story again and again. What a waste of time. Wonder how many years Paul spent in Caesarea and then Jerusalem and then moving on to Rome just because evil men had sought his life, weak leaders had failed to help him, corrupt leaders had refused to help him. Wonder if you feel this way about your life too, that large parts of your life, years in fact, have been wasted. Because of evil, corrupt, ineffectual leaders. And it hurts a lot. I don't know how Paul could have taken this in those few years where he was held prisoner. He could have reached many more people. But there he was, just waiting for the trials. I really don't know how Paul did it. I believe that one of the things that he did was to hand it over to God and believe that every opportunity, every day that he was in jail, was a day that he could be of use to someone. And that's a thought too, that in between being handled or mishandled by our bosses, being abused or cheated or betrayed by our colleagues, there are still pockets of time when we can be of use to God, that we can be a blessing to another. If that's possible, then take this time, take these moments to be a blessing. Perhaps this has been something of the past. I want you to just be still and to think back. In those years or months that were wasted because of such inconveniences, such abuse, such waste of time were there still windows where you saw God at work where you saw that you were still a blessing to others that there were others who felt encouraged by your presence that when you look at it again that these were not times of complete waste but there were blessings that you were still used as a blessing to others. But for all of us then, I say let's be still now and let me lead you through a time of prayer, allowing God to bring healing to your lives. Let us pray. First for those among you who are going through such a trying time. Much of your life is wasted Defending yourself, answering the false accusations of others, trying to satisfy an unreasonable boss who cannot be satisfied. I want you now to be silent, to pray and hold your hands um, face up, put your hands on your knee, uh, on your lap, and then put them face up. And you say to God, God, please take my angst take my life in your hands. And then you ask God, say this to God, Father, show me how, even in these circumstances, I may be of use to you. It's a hard prayer, but all that all of us want in our lives, meaning, purpose, Even when the going is hard, we can tolerate that as long as we find purpose in what we go through. And So the prayer that is important for us to pray would be this, help me to find a purpose, to be a blessing even in a time like this. And then continue in prayer and say to God, God, open my eyes. Allow me to see, even at this time, the things that I can do that will be meaningful, that will be a blessing. Transform the way I look at the situation and help me see how my time, each moment of my time may be used for you and redeemed for you. For those of you who have already gone through this, but you're still holding a lot of wounds, then I ask you now to pray also and ask God first to heal you. But second, let's take a moment of silence and think through where were the times when you were still a blessing to others despite going through this. I had a friend who had a terrible, terrible time with bosses who were persecuting her, who were just accusing her falsely. And yet in the midst of that, the staff who were working under her found her an inspiration. Not just an inspiration, found her a protection, a security for them. That though she was fending off the hits from the boss, she was also protecting her subordinates. and They felt safety working under her. Would that be your story too, that even as you went through a very difficult time, others were blessed because you were there? Could it be then that God brought you there, that others may find safety in you and from you? But it's also time for you to let go and to say to God, "God, help me to forgive. Because forgiveness brings peace to our lives. Perhaps it is timely that you say to God now, God, help me to forgive. Because in all of this, God wants to put his peace to us and to heal our hearts. Let me close with this song that we I love so much the Spirit song. As I sing it then, allow God to heal your hearts.
1: Oh, let the Son of God fold you with His Spirit and His love. Let Him fill your heart and satisfy your soul. Spirit like a dove will descend upon your life and make you whole. Sing your soul with gladness As your hearts are filled with joy Lift your hands and sing Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: Let us pray. Father, you long to come among us to heal our lives. Because your one desire for us is that we live free, we live whole, we live abundant lives. And Father, we don't we really don't want to hold on to the wounds, the scars, the anger. That we have been holding for so long. We want to let them go and that we might indeed live the abundant life. And so God, open our eyes to see that even in the worst of times, you were with us and we were a blessing to others. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well then, have a good day and God bless you. Goodbye.